0: Hello and welcome to the Conservative Crusader. My name is GOP Josh. Thank you for tuning in. I'm sure you all already know, but overnight last night there was some insane developments in the uh, Ukrainian-Russian battle. Debacle. However you want to define it. Russia has now launched a full-scale attack on Ukraine. It's that simple. It It is... out there, they have done it. They have they have seized Ky- uh, Kiev. I think is how you pronounce it. If I'm if I'm being correct, if the reports are correct, right now. Um, here are the fast facts from Fox News's uh, live updates: Russia launched an attack on Ukraine, including Kiev, overnight Wednesday. That Russia called a special military operation. Vladimir Putin threatened consequences you have never seen to any country that interferes in Ukraine. While Ukrainian president, um, I'm going to try to say Zelensky. A promise we will defend ourselves. Russia's attack has been widely condemned by the U.S. and its allies, many of whom are imposing sanctions on Moscow. Okay, this is a this is a lot. What's happened overnight, and what happened overnight, both there and here, is is a lot. So, Trump, and I'm just gonna play the clip. Trump has has went on to Fox News. I could play all ten minutes, but I'm not going to with Laura Ingram basically as the news break, lo- broke last night I want to play this.
1: As far as is concerned, they've had a lot of conflicts over the centuries. So I think that it's a it's a terrible thing uh the way it started. I really don't believe he wanted to do this initially. I think he wanted to do something and negotiated it just got worse and worse and then he saw the weakness. And you know it really started I think with the Weakness in Afghanistan, the way they pulled out of Afghanistan. I really agree with President Trump there.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna stop the clip there. And it's the weakness in the Republican Party, and and not the the Republican Party. I'm sorry. I I was reading something about um, round on my screen. The weakness within the Biden administration and the weakness within the within the Republican Party as well. But mainly in the Biden administration, within the within the administration, that's truly contributing to this. In 2014, um. Putin started his plans to attack Ukraine. Trump got into office; that never happened, right? They, they they stopped it. Trump stopped it, and because the Biden administration ruled out sending troops, basically on day one, there is really no reason for them not to get involved. I, I mean, let's be honest. Here's a here's an article from the Daily Beast from um, last th- from the fifteenth. President Joe Biden on Tuesday said the United States continues to pursue a diplomatic solution to Russia's troop buildup along the Ukrainian border, but vowed a swift U.S. response if the Kremlin orders an invasion. Uh, That is yet to happen. I will not send American servicemen to fight in Ukraine. We have supplied Ukrainian military equipment to help them defend themselves. We provided training and advice and intelligence for the same purpose. And make no mistake, the United States will defend every inch of NATO territory. An attack against one NATO country is the attack against all of us. So he said he's not sending troops. That was the dumbest thing the president of the United States could say publicly. Do I think he should send troops? No, I don't. But do you really think he should have said it live on television where Putin was probably watching? No, I don't. And we shouldn't get involved. The fact that people think we're going to get involved is is pretty crazy. But I, I, I want to flash back to 20 years ago, and I'm, I, I'm about to play a three-minute clip from, from Tucker Carlson. But I want to flash back to 20 years ago when we originally got involved in, in um, Afghanistan in the failure that was. Here's three minutes from Tucker Carlson.
1: Good evening and welcome to Tucker Carlson. Tonight, you got to hand it to the Biden people. They don't specialize in subtlety. You're not going to miss the point when they talk. And they've been talking a lot about foreign policy for months. The White House has told us that if we're real Americans, if we love this country and aren't traitors, quislings, then we will wholeheartedly support jumping with both feet into a highly complicated conflict in an obscure part of Eastern Europe where we have no national interests. Why? Because Ukraine's borders are sacred, unlike her own, and if we're good people, we'll recognize that and not ask any questions. So that's been their argument. You may notice it's not actually an argument. It doesn't even approach an argument. It is a lecture. It is delivered at high volume with their signature freshman-year self-righteousness. How dare you? No one from the Biden White House is actually trying to convince you of anything. They leave that for people they care about like their donors. They're not telling you that what happens in Ukraine is more important than what happens in your own country, though obviously that's the underlying assumption. They certainly believe that. But they can't say it out loud. They rarely say anything they mean out loud. What they do and what they're doing now is they just yell at you about everything. Shut up, prol! Take the shot! Surrender that civil liberty! Pledge allegiance to Ukraine or else you're a dangerous tool of Vladimir Putin. It's a heavy hand. This, once again, is not subtle stuff, not a light touch. So why do they do it? Well, they do it because it works. You can see it on display in Washington, even in that supposedly divided city, a place you hear a lot about partisan gridlock, nothing gets done. Well, some things get done. You'll note that not a single Republican leader has stood up to point out how insane all of this is and how completely divorced it is from anything that American voters actually care about. Just the opposite. If you listen to Mitch McConnell, the leader of the Republicans in the Senate, you would think that what the average, say, welder back in his home state of Kentucky really wants. MORE THAN A PAY RAISE OR AN AFFORDABLE VACATION OR DECENT SCHOOLS FOR HIS CHILDREN. WHAT HE REALLY WANTS IS AN END TO RUSSIAN AGGRESSION AGAINST THE BRAVE PEOPLE OF EASTERN UKRAINE. AND THAT'S WHY IF YOU GO TO ANY DOLLAR STORE IN THE STATE, FROM ASHLAND TO COVINGTON TO Paducah TO Owensboro, YOU'LL FIND WHAT THEY USED TO CALL REGULAR FOLKS MUTTERING BITTERLY ABOUT THAT DAMN VLADIMIR PUTIN. WILL HE CROSS THE NAIPA RIVER ON THE WAY TO PERMAVASK? How can Zelensky stop him? And are the Moldovans safe? What about Moldova's territorial integrity? That's what they're talking about in Kentucky tonight. Of course, it's possible, we haven't run a poll or anything, that some in Kentucky and in fact about 49 other states might be wondering tonight about gas prices. And they have reason to wonder. The price of energy is about to go up dramatically in this country thanks to Joe Biden's adventurism in Eastern Europe. So that's a news story, too. And our own Peter Ducey,
0: and then he cuts to a a clip of Peter Ducey. I'm not going to play that. I'm not going to play a clip inside of a clip, so we're just not going to do that today. But he's right. The Republican leadership is more worried about Ukraine and getting involved in that. And I I listen. I don't I don't want to attack other hosts, but I was listening to Mark Levin last night as this all went down. He wasn't live anymore. Six ten broadcasted a little late. That's that's my main station. But he was talking about how. We need to get involved, and we need to attack Ukraine, or else they'll attack Poland, they'll attack Hungary. And when when do we draw the line, and when do we get involved? And these same pundits are talking about the importance of protecting our border, but they're not talking about the same methods. I don't think we should send our troops down to the border. We should let border control do their job, as Mark Peter said in our interview. Okay, I'm done plugging that. That's the last time. But we shouldn't send our troops down there. We shouldn't send our troops to other borders either. Russia's national sovereignty is no more important than our national sovereignty. We're attacked every single day by illegal immigrants flooding our border, ruining our culture, taking our, or bringing over drugs, taking our jobs. Every single day. Over 2 million came last year. And we're more worried about the national sovereignty of a nation 6,000 miles away that has no effect on us whatsoever and do not benefit anything to our allyship. That we're not going to protect our own border. We're more concerned about a nation 6,000 miles away. Is that the right path? And and people say we need to defend a fellow democracy. First off, America is not a democracy. Second off... We tried to do that in Afghanistan. We tried to institute a democracy in Afghanistan after we killed Osama bin Laden and stayed in the nation for some reason. We tried that. In the minutes we left, it fell. The same thing will happen in Ukraine. The exact same thing will happen in Ukraine. There's no reason for us to get involved at this point. According to a poll by the Associated Press, let me see here, let me find the numbers, 26% 26% think we should have some sort of major role in the conflict. 26%, that's, that, that's a quarter. Listen to the majority of people, Biden. When you're making your decision, when you wake up from your nap and you make your decision, think of the majority of people who disagree with us getting involved. Think of that before you make your decision. For your warmongering neocon neolib fans, And think about our people first. People say isolationism is dangerous. Liz Cheney said that on an interview with 60 Minutes, and I've reacted to that. Isolationism is not dangerous. Globalism is insanely dangerous when we muddle in every other country's affairs. I cannot find a scenario where we should get involved in Ukraine with Russia unless we are directly attacked. People say... Josh, you wouldn't have got us involved in World War II, not until we were attacked, and we were attacked in World War II. And if it's going to turn into a third world war, war, which it probably will, to be honest, let's be frank, we should not get involved until we cannot stay out any longer. We should not have our troops die until we cannot stay out any longer. Because our men's lives should be used to protect our nation as intended when they signed up for the military. They did not sign up to defend Ukraine. They did not sign up to defend Hungary. They did not sign up to defend all of these nations. They signed up to defend America. And we need to put America first in our foreign policy. And we need to put America first in all of our policy. And I'm going to end with this before we go to our break. This would have never happened in a Donald Trump administration. Literally, it would not have. Because they they, they teased it, so to speak, in 2014. President Trump got into office, they stopped. Now Trump's out of office and they're back to attacking. This never would have happened in a President Trump administration. And had it not been for the stolen election, this would have never happened. My name is GOP Josh. This is the Conservative Crusader. Stay tuned, we got some more news for you today including abortion, guns, climate. Here is what on the U.S. uh, Supreme Court's calendar. We're going to be talking about that as well. Republicans argue not to be held in contempt over Ohio legislative maps. Talking about that as well. Plus, Mitt Romney suggests Trump shares blame for Russia invading Ukraine. We'll be laughing at that when we return here on The Conservative Crusader. Welcome back, this is the Conservative Crusader. I'd like to file an official apology to anyone who went to listen to the Conservative Crusader yesterday. I accidentally uploaded the wrong file. So you just had the 30, or the second, wow, I cannot speak to the 63rd episode instead of the 64th episode. Very sorry about that, that's all my fault. So if you missed yesterday's episode, it's uploaded now, it's all corrected. You may have to unfollow and refollow the podcast on Apple Podcasts if you tried to listen to it yesterday to get it back up to date. But it is up to to date, and you can now listen to the episode from yesterday. Fact check from Breitbart. Mitt Romney suggests Trump shares blame for Russia invading Ukraine. Where's my laugh button? Here it is. (laughs) President Donald Trump held Putin at bay despite claims by Democrats and never Trump detractors. After Russia invaded Ukraine on Wednesday night and Thursday morning, Mitt Romney, who campaigned for president in 2012 on the idea that Russia was the greatest geopolitical uh, geopolitical foe of the United States, took a well-deserved shot at former President Barack Obama for having mocked that idea during the race. Romney also blamed Joe Biden for his weak posture, as well as President George Bush for failing to respond to the the Russia invasion of Georgia in 2008. However, he also implicitly blamed Trump, even though Putin never invaded any country during Trump's term in office. Putin's Ukraine invasion is the first time in 80 years that a great power has moved to conquer a sovereign nation. It is without justification, without provocation, and without honor. uh, Putin's imputiny uh, predictably follows our timid response to his previous horrors in Georgia and Crimea. Crimea, Our native efforts at a one-sided reset and the short-sightedness of America first. The 80s called and we didn't answer. The peril of again looking away from Putin's tyranny falls not just on the people of the nations that he has violated it falls on America as well. History shows that a tyrant's appetite for con- or conquest is never satisfied. Or satiated, I think is what this says, I don't know. America and our allies must answer the call to protect freedom by subjecting Putin and Russia to the harshest economic penalties by expelling them from the global institutions, by committing ourselves to the expansion and, moderniza- and modernization of our national defense. No, No. no. Romney's wrong. America first not did not lead to this. Is Biden America first now? Is Biden's foreign policy America first? Because if it was, we wouldn't be in this anymore. If we had a president that would stand up to Putin and stop him from doing things like this, we wouldn't be in this situation. But the president of the United States who campaigned in on February 21st, 2022 or 2020, I'm sorry, saying Vladimir Putin doesn't want me to be president because I'm the only person who has gone toe to toe to him in the field. Are you kidding me? I'm sorry, you can't look at this scenario and say President Biden is doing a good job. Had he not said that we're not going to send troops, this wouldn't happen. And I I, I mistakenly applauded him on that about a week ago. I did. I said I, I, I agree with Biden on this, and, and I still do. But I wish he wouldn't have said it publicly. Less pundits would have agreed with him had he not said it publicly. But we wouldn't be in this situation right now. And I hope he sticks to that. I hope he sticks to that. And I, I'm praying for Ukraine. I'm praying for the world. I always do, but I am especially today. So, here is a little bit of an overview of what the Supreme Court is going to be talking about on the calendar um, abortion. The court is considering overturning the landmark Roe v. Wade decision and letting states outlaw abortion. Uh, guns, the court is poised to issue the biggest Second Amendment ruling in more than a decade, potentially establishing a constitutional right to carry a handgun in public. A climate change, the court hears arguments next week on a bid by coal companies and Republican-led states to curb EPA's authority to tackle climate change. The Biden administration is trying to end a Trump policy that requires asylum applicants to remain in Mexico while their case are being processed. Um, the, the Supreme Court will weigh in on that. Now, during an argument December 8th, the court conservative wing signaled it was at poise to strengthen the right of the parents to, choose pu- to use public dollars to pay for tuition at religious schools. What case was that? They, are, they already kind of ruled on that, but they're going to reaffirm that, hopefully. And this might make room for more school choice um, bills statewide in different states. The court has agreed to hear an appeal from a football coach who lost his job at a public high school in Washington State after repeatedly praying alongside his players on the 50-yard line after games. They do that at my school. Um, The high school in my town, they always pray. I've never seen a a football game where they don't pray. And I, I, I didn't know that was a problem. It shouldn't be a problem. Affirmative action, we've covered that. Voting rights. The court will consider insulating states and local governments from claims that their voting maps discriminate against minority voters. And that is their list. Next term, gay winning objections as well. Got a lot to cover. I'm I'm, I'm a big fan of the, the SCOTUSblog.com coverage of the Supreme Court. The court actually had a, had a decision today on the... Let me see here if I can find it. I can't find it now. It's something on H&M. I, I don't know exactly what the, the, the case was, but... It's only ruling of the day. The Supreme Court rules 6-3 against H&M in a technical dispute with Unicolor's company over the copyright of certain fabric designs. Breyer has a majority of the opinion. Thomas dissents, joined by Alito and Gorsuch. Really don't know what this opinion's about. But, you know... That's okay. Because there are more important issues right now. So... Republicans argue to not be held in contempt over the Ohio legislative maps. We are transitioning to our Ohio section of the show because I am an Ohioan, but nationwide. This is pretty important news about redistricting. Ohio Democrats want to be part of discussions developing a third set of state legislative district maps while the Ohio redistricting committee finds himself in front of state and federal courts. Republican members of the commission have asked the Ohio Supreme Court to hold off judgment on contempt of court charges while they continue to work on new maps. The revelation Republicans continue to work on maps after missing a February 17th deadline came to light Tuesday during a nine-minute commission meeting called to address the state's congressional maps. Uh, Keith Faber, the state auditor, said he believed in progress has been made. Allison Russo uh, said Democrats have not been involved in any discussion. I have my carry for Congress shirt on today. That's kind of funny. Uh, My impression is there are also other members on the commission and the majority who haven't been involved in these discussions. Russo told Spectrum News. So we'll see. We certainly open the door to make sure that we are available and our staff are available. have a meeting scheduled for 4 p.m. on Wednesday. Okay, this is an older article, but still. um, hear public testimony relating to a congressional map. It has 30 days to develop a new map. Republican members of the commission filed a motion with the Supreme Court of Ohio explaining why the commission rejected the Democrats' proposed map last week and why it should not be held in contempt of court because the Democrats' map was terrible. This is not the Republican. Um, this is not the Republican members of the redistricting committee's fault. This is not the the, the fault of the Democrats on the committee. Redistrict redistricting committee. This is the fault of the Ohio Supreme Court and specifically Justice O'Connor. These maps are not unconstitutional. Let's be completely honest. Looking at them objectively, they are not. But oh no, it, it might look like gerrymandering, it'll look bad on my record, says, my, well, says says Justice O'Connor. And her record is more important than the state of Ohio, having on-time primaries and having representative representation in the nation. My name is Yopi Josh, we are done today. I, I, I'm ending it, I'm ending it Sure, I didn't sleep well last night. Um, Putin has threatened, uh, has appeared to threaten nuclear strikes if any country tries to attack Russia in retaliation. I cannot go on today. I-, I really cannot. We are going to stop for the day. Be back tomorrow for a Friday edition of the Conservative Crusader. But this Thursday edition is being wrapped up. Make sure you follow me on the conserv or on the Conservative Crusaders. Uh, gab at GOP Josh Getter, also GOP Josh Twitter GOP Josh Twenty, Instagram GOP Josh Twenty, and all of the other social media platforms. Just search GOP Josh. I'll probably come up. My name is GOP Josh. We'll be back tomorrow with a brand new episode. But until then, stay tuned.